the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And the Oscar goes to probably somebody you never heard of. In case you missed it, uh, the Academy Awards were actually given out last night right out there in uh, California. There's a pretty good chance you didn't see it. I can tell you there's a 100% chance that I didn't see one second of it. I gave up on award shows a long time ago. I mean, that even includes the NHL award show, which used to be good until they introduced a red carpet. But to no one's surprise, uh, the ratings for the show last night were about as far down the toilet as you can get. Average audience of 9.85 million. That's a 58% drop from last year when 23.64 million watched. Uh, And those were the worst ratings ever until last night. Last year was the worst ever until last night. And this show used to be watched by 50, 60, 70 million people. Last night, 9 million. Now, to be fair, the presentation, like everything else uh, today, was infected by COVID-19 hysteria, the way this was set up. It wasn't like a typical Academy Awards show, and that had to be part of it. And the fact that maybe that uh, nobody has gone to a movie in the last year didn't help. Uh, I, I went to one movie in the last year, and I used to go to one movie a week. But as uh, just as much a part of it may be the fact that people are tired of being lectured by the rich and famous in Hollywood. There was some of that going on last night. We'll talk about that in our second half hour uh, coming up here tonight with Christian Toto of HollywoodInToto.com, who had to sit through the whole thing, by the way. But when we come back, uh, a judge has dismissed that lawsuit filed by several female athletes in Connecticut who claimed that the state allowing boys to compete in track violates Title IX and costs them major opportunities, uh, including winning the state championship and maybe getting scholarships. Uh, And this is after several states, including Pennsylvania, um, are either considering or have passed laws that prohibit males from competing against uh, females. Uh, Alabama became the fifth state to pass a law that says boys uh, and men can't compete against girls and women. On Friday, they did that. And the House, this is in the Alabama State House, 74 to 19 uh, voted for it. And, and in the Senate, 25 to 5. That's a pretty big win. People are waking up. And when we come back, I'm going to talk to Christiana Holcomb. She's legal counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom, who has been representing those girls in Connecticut. Stick around. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through 63021. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrustpittsburgh.com. If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar, and we'd love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means 
our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed Mortgage Banker. For all licensing information, go to NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist Number 1330. Ryan Rack Number 65233. Equal Housing Lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort, and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor-outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. This is John Steigerwald. Visit MyPillow.com for deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the new My Slippers. Click the radio listener square and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. Remember, use that promo Promo code STAG. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing, as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors, so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine, and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial-strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order one gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and $10 coupon using code PETS. That's $10 coupon using code PETS. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at Genesis950.com. Genesis 950. Much cheaper than replacing your carpets. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. We've following this story uh, closely for a year, over a year, actually, and it's changed a lot. Uh, it's a big deal with me, and I think it's a really uh, interesting and important story. Uh, and it just changed again yesterday, when a, and it's strange on a Sunday, but it was a Sunday. A federal judge dismissed a lawsuit by some female athletes in Connecticut. Alliance Defending Freedom has been representing those girls in Connecticut. And Alliance Defending Freedom legal counsel Christiana Holcomb joins us now. Christiana, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So it's always, uh, it's always good to have you on. I, I, I'm guessing maybe you... You would wish you didn't have to keep coming on because this thing would be settled. But uh, let's start with how Alliance Defending Freedom uh, got involved with the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference for people who aren't aware of this story. We've been talking about it a lot here. Absolutely. Well, in 2017, the Connecticut Athletic Association started to allow biological males to identify as female to start competing in and dominating the girls' category. And that's been having a very devastating impact on female athletes across the state of Connecticut. Uh, We have the privilege of representing four brave female athletes, all of whom have competed against and lost to male athletes in their category. So, for example, ADF client, Chelsea Mitchell lost out on four state championship titles. Four times she was the fastest female athlete in her race at a championship race, and a male athlete took the top spot, took the recognition and the title that she deserved. Similarly, Selena Soul, another ADF client, uh, would have been eligible to compete in the finals and earn a chance to compete at the New England Regional Meet, which is very prestigious. But again, 
was knocked out of her opportunity to compete in front of college coaches because two male athletes were competing in and took those spots away from her. So this is clearly a violation of Title IX. Title IX was designed to provide young female athletes with equal athletic opportunities with males. And the reason we have women's sports as a separate category is because there are those real physical advantages that males have simply by virtue of being biologically male. So Alliance Defending Freedom has the privilege of representing these four brave young women, and we filed a federal lawsuit last year in February challenging this Connecticut athletic policy and trying to restore fairness in its level playing field to women's sports. Now, uh, how did the Trump Justice Department uh, affect the case? Well, we were really encouraged because under the Trump administration, the Department of Justice filed a statement of interest in support of the female athletes. And they underscore the fact that it is a violation of Title IX to allow a biological male to come in and take away opportunities from these deserving female athletes. So it was encouraging. Uh, unfortunately, though, with the change of administration, President Biden's administration has revoked that statement of interest, and they no longer support the female athletes and their fair opportunities. Uh, and, of course, they, they couch this as being fair to all students and all athletes, and in order to do that, you have to accept the fact that these biological males – are not actually males because they say they're not, which, you know, how you can argue with that? I mean, other than what you're doing, if somebody claims that, who's, who's, gonna, who's left to decide whether that makes any sense or not? Right. And here's the big, here's the, the main thing. There is a place for everyone to compete in sports. We absolutely think that there is a place for every kid who wants to compete. The real question is, where is it most fair for them to compete? And for nearly 50 years in our country under Title IX, we've made it really clear that we have women's sports as a separate category because we want to ensure that young women have the opportunity to be champions, to showcase their talents, to earn those scholarship opportunities, and so on. So it's wrong to insinuate that by protecting female sports for female athletes, we're somehow excluding someone else. That's simply false. There is a place for everyone in sports. We just have to make sure they're competing where it is most fair for them to compete. Well, you know, as an old uh, a sports guy, a guy who covered sports for a long time, uh, and this is an opinion, but I'd like to get your take on it, only someone who knows – Two things. The person who would allow this to happen, these uh, boys to win the Connecticut State Track Championships, uh, only someone who knows nothing about sports or someone who has a political agenda uh, to, um, to further would be in favor of this. Because it makes anybody who knows anything about sports knows this makes no sense. And people like Joe Biden, he knows something about sports. He's a sports fan. He knows this is ridiculous. There's, no, there's, just, there's no way that anybody who knows about anything about sports would be in favor of this. That's, that's my opinion. So to me, it has to be only uh, a, a way to push an agenda. Well, and it's not just a matter of opinion. It's a matter of scientific fact. I mean, we've run the numbers, yeah. and I'm sure you're familiar with Allison Felix, one of the most decorated U.S. female Olympians and world championship sprinters um, in history, not to mention in U.S. history. And yet, in any given year, thousands of male high school athletes and men could beat her lifetime best. So, again, if we want a future where young women can still be on the champion, where we still have Allison Felix's um, and we're able to celebrate their accomplishments, we have to protect women's sports for female athletes. Um, again, though, that, that's such an obvious thing that, um, you know, everybody knows that, that there are boys, hundreds of boys every year who uh, would win gold medals at the Olympics if they were allowed to run against women. Um, you know, it's it's it. Why do we need judges to decide this? I mean, wh when did we get to the point where something something is obvious on its face needs to be adjudicated? Maybe by the time we get to the, this is finished, is it's going to be to the Supreme Court. 
Right, and that's where we're up against an ideology that thinks that simply by identifying as female, um, a biological male is, you know, becomes female. And we know that's just, that simply is not the case. Um, biology is what matters in sports, and that's, again, why we think it's so important to protect the female sex category based on biological sex and not based on any other category. Um, look, testosterone is the single biggest driver of athletic uh, performance advantage over any other biological characteristic. And that's the reason, again, that we have women's sports as a separate category and have had so for nearly 50 years in our country. And we want to ensure that we don't turn back the clock on women's rights and opportunities. And so it's imperative that we, that we clear up these anti-woman, anti-science policies and ensure that women and girls are protected. We're talking to Christiana Holcomb. She's Alliance Defending Freedom Legal Counsel. Um, who, who appointed the uh, judge that, that made this ruling? I, I thought it was kind of strange it came out on a Sunday, but who, who, who appointed the judge? You know, truthfully, I don't have that information at my fingertips, but I do agree with you. It is very odd to release a decision on a Sunday afternoon, and I think it, it might perhaps go to show what they expected the public reaction to be. Again, turning back the clock on women's rights and essentially telling Selena, Chelsea, Alana, and Ashley that their lost opportunities simply don't matter to this court. Yeah, and um, so what's the next step now for you guys at uh, ADF? Well, we absolutely will be appealing the ruling. It is um, The court did not take the girls' legal interests or their legal arguments seriously, and so we will be appealing to the Second Circuit Court of Appeals and hopefully making the argument that no, no court should be denying the fact that Selena, Chelsea, Alana, and Ashley have all individually lost out on championship titles, on athletic opportunities, um, yeah, the opportunity to compete for college scholarships. All of these things matter, and they are the types of opportunities that Title IX was designed to provide these young women. So we look forward to making that case um, to the Second Circuit. And, and what, what's your response to the argument that... Um that this is a solution looking for a problem, that it's so rare that it's, it just not, isn't a problem. That I know well, the, the cases in, in Connecticut are, are, are um, pretty egregious, but they're also rare. So why just not leave it alone? Well, tell that to Chelsea, who lost out on those four state championship titles, or tell that to Selena, who wasn't able to compete in front of college scouts. Um, we're thankful that there have not been, um, you know, a mass of young women who, well, uh, I mean, to be quite honest, there have been a number of them across the country, and we're grateful that these are not more widespread than they already are, but we're seeing this not just in Connecticut, we're seeing it in Idaho, we're seeing it in Hawaii, um, and there are other examples and anecdotal um, instances across the country where biological males are increasingly entering the girls' category and taking away female opportunities. That's not okay. It's a violation of federal law, and one instance is one too many, and that's why it's been really encouraging to see lawmakers across the country stand up and say we see this happening in other states we don't want it to come here and so they're introducing legislation to prevent it from being an issue in their state yeah several states as you said have have introduced legislation uh prohibiting males from competing against females but um are all of those laws headed for court also i mean we'll have to wait and see the aclu has certainly threatened um to you know file lawsuits against those states, but it's been encouraging to see the, the wide number of bills that have been introduced. Um, well over two dozen states are considering uh, these types of legal protections for women, and I think that's extremely encouraging. Frankly, lawmakers need to have the courage to do the right thing, regardless of whether or not they think that corporate bullies and you know ideologues like the ACLU will be pursuing them thereafter. And what is the what is the argument that the consistent argument that the opposition or, or the or, what's the argument that you're up against most consistently just that it's discriminating against the transgender um, athletes and that that's enough reason to not allow it or to allow it I guess would be the better way to put it let, letting letting them compete against females I mean is, is that the only argument they have that just that it's discrimination 
think the primary argument that the other side puts forward is that these biological males, simply by virtue of identifying as the opposite sex, have a right to come in and to dominate the girls' category. And that is patently false. Again, Title IX, federal law is very clear that opportunities, including women's sports, have been set aside and protected specifically for biological females, recognizing that there are unique and inherent differences between the sexes. And we want to ensure that our, our daughters and granddaughters have the opportunity to compete on a level playing field and to showcase their talents, earn those scholarship opportunities, which of course inform then their educational opportunities, their future career opportunities. So this is, this is why it's so important that Alliance Defending Freedom is continuing this fight because we want to protect fairness and a level playing field for all female athletes across the country. Um. This defense attorney, Joshua Block, this is according to a story at AP, uh, argued the CIAC policy, that's the Connecticut Sports uh, Organization, doesn't deny any girl a meaningful opportunity to participate in sports, but that overturning it would violate the Title IX rights of transgender girls. No court, no agency has ever defined a participation opportunity as winning an equal number of trophies, he argued. What do you say to that? I mean, it's simply false. Every athlete in the state of Connecticut has the opportunity to compete um, according to and consistent with Title IX, and that is based on their biological sex. So no one is being denied opportunities here. But girls are, under this Connecticut policy, being denied equal athletic opportunities with males when someone with an inherent physiological advantage is allowed to come in and to dominate girls' sports. That means that biological males both can compete in the male category and the female category. So they have, you know, qualitatively more opportunities than female athletes in the state of Connecticut. And biological girls by default are losing. They're losing those podium spots, losing those championship titles, losing those opportunities to compete in front of college scouts. And that is a clear violation of Title IX. Now, you're also up against, and we have about a minute and a half left here with Christiana Holcomb. You're also up against um, the uh, opinion of uh, the media, which uh, is so in favor of the transgender. You, you can just see the in the wording of, of the stories, uh, you know, in the headlines. Um, it, like this headline from AP, Judge tosses suit that sought to block transgender athletes. Uh, it, it's, 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 uh, it's a suit that is, uh, seeks to block transgender athletes in the opinion of whoever wrote that headline, but that's not what it is, right? Oh, that's absolutely not what this is about. This is all about fairness for female athletes and ensuring that young women like my clients Selena, Chelsea, Alana, and Ashley have those equal op athletic opportunities that Title IX was designed to provide them. That's what this case is about. We just want to ensure that the purpose and the promise of Title IX is fulfilled for not just our clients, but for young women across the country as well. And again, if you know anything about sports, it's not even, it's not even a topic worth discussing for 15 seconds by anybody with a brain. But, uh, Christiane, I'm out of time. I really appreciate you coming on with us. Uh, thanks, and I'm sure I'll be talking to you again about this because this, this sure ain't over yet, is it? <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you for having me. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear an appeal to expand gun rights in the United States. The report from White House correspondent Greg Cluxton. Justices will review a New York case over the right to carry a firearm in public for self-defense. New York is among eight states that limit who has the right to carry a weapon in public. The high court's announcement follows mass shootings in recent weeks and marks the first gun rights case since Justice Amy Coney Barrett joined the court, making a 6-3 conservative majority. The case probably will be argued in the fall. Greg Clugston, Washington. Orders for big-ticket manufactured goods rebounded five-tenths percent in March as U.S. factories recovered from frigid February weather disruptions. The Commerce Department says that increase was the tenth gain in the last 11 months. The Dow is down a dozen points, but the Nasdaq is ahead 129. This is SRN News. If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. 
But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we'd love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Ryan Vreck, Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Dr. Sebastian Gorka sees another run from Trump. I, I say this. I, I am looking at it very seriously, beyond seriously. I'm looking at it beyond seriously. My response? Come on, guys. It's a thousand percent. Seriously? Come on. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The Answer. Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees, like Portersville Christian School in Portersville, PA, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at theanswerpgh.com slash tuitions. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through 63021. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrpittsburgh.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer Mobile app, smart speakers, tune in iHeart or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Hanging on to heavy delays on the Parkway West with an accident blocking the left lane inbound at Banksville. You're jammed up from Carnegie on down, almost a 20-minute delay. On the Parkway East, not really bad. Little volume slows you down outbound from Bates up to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Slow inbound into the tunnel as well. And seen some delays outbound 28, Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. We'll see partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 46. Tomorrow will be breezy in the morning. Otherwise, expect times of clouds and sun. Area rivers, lakes, and streams are still dangerously cold to enter. We'll see a high of 82. Partly cloudy and mild tomorrow night, low 62. Mostly cloudy Wednesday, very warm. Temperatures approaching near record highs. We'll see an afternoon thunderstorm in parts of the area, a high 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. 2021 is the perfect time to add a healthy new habit to your daily wellness routine. Good nasal hygiene. We all know there's bad stuff in the air. Allergens, bacteria, viruses, and that some of it's very dangerous. So what can you do to protect yourself? Well, you can clean your nose with Navage. Your nose is the body's air filter. And with Navage, you help your body defend itself by flushing out the crud and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage, the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage is easy to use, affordable, and it has over 40,000 online reviews, averaging 4.7 stars. Join millions of Navage users to relieve congestion and allergies, breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. At Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath, Target, and Rite Aid. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. 
Let 2021 be the year you start cleaning your nose with Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Navage. So, uh, did you watch the Academy Awards last night? If you did, uh, you didn't have much company. They were the least watched in history. Only nine and a half million viewers. Um, that's a 58% uh, drop from last year. Now, I didn't watch one second of it, but fortunately there are people like Christian Toto of HollywoodandToto.com uh, out there who can watch it, and we're hoping to get him on. We're having a little trouble reaching him right now. Uh, hope to get him here in a minute or two, and we will uh, ask him about that because I know I wasn't going to watch that thing last night. I, I haven't watched... Uh, the Academy Awards. I can't remember the last time I watched it, and it and it was, it was uh, not just because of the uh, the lecturing that we get and the the wokeness and all the other stupidity that's out there and the the anti-conservative sentiments uh, and anti-Republican sentiments expressed by everybody. Um, I don't know um, what I, I think. What it, what it, what caused me to stop watching was. Uh, it just it got to the point where, um, the, I, I mean, I was a, I love movies. I, I my wife and I were going to two movies a week, almost two movies a week, probably seventy five movies a year. I'd say um, I would go to movies on Tuesday afternoons and Wednesday afternoons, and uh, when I had to go to work and TV and be there at uh, three thirty four o'clock, I'd go to a one o'clock movie and head into work. Never went on weekends. Uh, never went on a Friday night. I like to go and sit uh, in an empty theater. If there's uh, if it's just me and my wife, that's fine. If there were three or four people in there, that's okay. Popcorn was still good, uh, and I I really like movies. But um, I've been to one movie in the last uh, probably fifteen months, fourteen months, whatever it is that we've been dealing with the uh, the pandemic, and um, I. Uh, I think when I, when I watch these, the, the award show, the, and not just Academy Awards, but all of them, uh, it's not so much the the music awards, but even those are the same thing. You, you get somebody who wins an Academy Award for best sound editing in a uh, in an animated film. You know that would be the the category, and they'd go up there with seventeen people, and they they would talk, uh, the guy would go on for a half hour, and no, I'd go on for several minutes. About how you know he thanked all of his family and everybody who made it possible, and they treat these people that that uh, edit a movie or come up with some kind of a, an award in a movie uh, similar to that. And uh, I just made that up. I don't know if there is such an award, <laughs> but um, and, and the, they they act like the person um, found a cure for cancer, and then the person who wins the award acts like he or she found a cure for cancer. And I don't, you know, it just got to me, it's just this, the self-importance and the, and then the, the virtue signaling and the, and the bashing of conservatives. Uh, after a while, I, I, I just, I, I couldn't take it. So I haven't watched it a long time, but last night uh, there was no chance of me watching it. And I, and even though uh, I knew from reading things about the, 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 the ceremony, and the presentation that was um, that what that, that what they were expecting to do was not a big crowd. It wasn't going to look like the normal Academy Awards. I I, I would not have watched it anyway because of that, just because of the boredom. But um, but I didn't. I don't know any of the movies. I, I didn't see any of the movies, I, and I I don't even know anything about any of the movies. And I used to be able to if the if the Academy Awards uh, were on and there and there were I don't know how many they nominate for the Picture of the Year. If there were five or uh, whatever it was, I, I saw most of them. Um, there were movies that were nominated for Academy Awards that um, I avoided like the plague, and there were there were movies that won Academy Awards that I thought were absolutely terrible movies. Uh, the Color of Water, I think, was um, a movie a couple of years ago. I don't know if it won the Academy Award for Best Picture, but it it got a ton of awards. Um, and it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And then going way back, um, there was um, 
the in- the English patient was uh, and actually Seinfeld. Uh, the show Seinfeld did a routine about it. They went to see the movie, and uh, Elaine was just bored out of her mind. And I, 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 that the the way that the critics just slobbered all over that movie, uh, and uh, I think it did end up winning. I just remember it being. If it didn't win, it was the favorite that year. Um, and I, I went to the movie thinking. Well, this is going to be pretty good, you know. It's been nominated for all these Academy Awards, and people are saying it's it's going to win it. And I wanted somebody to kill the English patient, <laughs> just p- p- put him out of his misery. About ten minutes into the movie, I I, I forget with the details of the movie, uh, but it, a lot of it was uh, the star whose name I forget right now. Uh, I think he was lying around in bed and and uh, doing flashbacks, and I, I wanted the I think his his love interest. I remember sitting there thinking, "Boy, I wish he just put a f- pillow over his face, and then the movie would end right now. Like this guy would die right now." But so you know, being nominated for an Academy Award wasn't necessarily uh, a sign to me that it was a good movie. Uh, some of the worst movies um, that I've ever seen were were nominated for Academy Awards, and um, I liked I like some of the and and I'm I'm yeah I'm 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 okay. I'm okay with um, with uh, going to see movies that are not Academy Award caliber. I enjoy them as much as I do the others. Uh, I'm told that we have uh, Christian Toto on the line. You're there, Christian. Yes, I think so. Sorry for that. Little, my phone was acting a little funny. Yeah, that's okay. You're, there you are. So uh, I, I, <laughs> I just was babbling about my exp- the fact that um, that I uh, stopped watching the Academy Awards a long time ago, and I'm a guy who. My wife and I would go to somewhere between one and two movies a week. I mean, I would go to probably 70, 75 movies a year. And um, I haven't, I've been to one movie in the last 15 months. But um, uh, the the shows, uh, not, it's not just the wokeness and all the stuff that's popped up in the last few years. What Where, I, where they lost me was their self-importance and their, you know, I, I said that if somebody gets a, a um, an award for editing, sound editing, and you know they're up there on stage with 17 people, and they're they're thanking everybody, and they're acting like they found a cure for cancer, uh, and everybody treats them as though they did, and it's you know it's some stupid award. So I mean, I just the self-importance got to me, but um, you know, so I haven't watched it in a long time, and there was no chance I was going to watch last night. But fortunately, you do that for a living, so uh, that's why you're here, so I can ask you about it. How bad was it? Last night. It was bad. Let me, I mean, you mentioned some significant reasons why people don't tune in anymore, and they're all legitimate. But I, I think the, the biggest issue is they no longer care about making it entertaining. I know that sounds like an odd thing to say about a Hollywood award show, but there really is no significant effort to make it fun and lively and glamorous and engaging and clever. You know, listen, if you take away the host, and the host is always a comedian, you're really kind of cutting the the show off at its knees because you want someone to guide you through the presentation, to make jokes on the fly, to make you smile, to make you laugh. And maybe you make some interesting points. And maybe if you want to make that political speech, it would certainly go down a lot easier with a few jokes yeah. in between. But that's not what we get anymore. Yeah, it was hosted by people like, uh, oh, going way back, Bob Hope and Johnny Carson, Billy Crystal. Uh, Chris Rock, I think, hosted him one year. I think it was a disaster, if I remember, but he did it. Um, and I guess that was when the show was supposed to be, you know, enjoyable, as you're saying. It's, it's. Uh, I don't know what it's supposed to be now. Well, I don't think they know either. And it's funny because they interviewed some of the people behind the scenes, and they promised a joyous show with a lot of laughs. Now, that was anti-joy. What I watched last night, it was well over three hours. There is no buoyancy to it. It's very serious. Everyone there seems like they're about to kind of basically cure cancer and every other ill in society. They're actors who make movies. Sometimes the movies can raise interesting issues. Sometimes they can make good points. But it's, you know, they, they've taken on this air like we're going to solve the world. But as I've written on my on website, they, they leave out a lot of big issues. Remember the whole kids in cages things where Trump was Hitler? Yeah. Well, the problem's worse under President Biden, and they won't say a word about it because it's not politically expedient for them. So if you really do want to save the world and, and kind of pose as these great moral minds, you've got to speak truth to power, not just kind of pick and choose your subjects. 
Has that uh, the job of being the host just become radioactive? Is that why there isn't a host, or, or is that just based on a decision by the people who run the academy? Well, they say it's their decision, but I think it's two things. One, if you were a comedian, would you take that gig? It's thankless. Uh, you know, the critics are always harping on it, and I could probably put myself in that category. And also, heaven help you, if you tell the wrong joke aimed at the wrong community, you'll be canceled oh, in a week. Yeah. But more importantly, could be what, what they do... That's right. What they do now is they vet the comedians, like almost like a, a VP candidate where, listen, in 1999, this comedian said this joke that was a little bit untoward toward a certain group, or maybe it was mean, or maybe it was fat shaming. Well, that's not going to fly. I'm sorry, we can't hire you. I mean, that's literally what happened to Kevin Hart. He told some jokes uh, that were kind of mean spirited, honestly, about gay Americans or just gay people. He's since apologized. He said that's not where his heart is now, but that wasn't good enough. He had to bow out because the pressure got too intense. Yeah, and 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 now with Twitter and uh, Instagram and everything else living forever, fifty years from now, they're still, they're still going to have the same problem because everybody <laughs> is going to be leaving a trail behind them. You know what I mean? They're going to find something that offends somebody. If you name the comedian who's going to host the twenty twenty two version of the show, I guarantee within forty eight hours you would have people scouring every social media post that he or she ever made trying to find something that was uh, inappropriate. And they probably would find something because we're all human and we all say kind of nutty things sometimes, or we say things that maybe we shouldn't have, or maybe we made a joke that wasn't perfect. You know, we're all human. We're all flawed. We're all trying to, you know, at least in the comedian sense of the word, we're trying to make people laugh. And sometimes we go too far and sometimes we stretch a comedy routine that maybe isn't perfect, but that's just the way it goes. And that's the way you find the better jokes is by, going through the rougher jokes or kind of working things out. It's the comedy process, but we no longer allow that. Um, I mentioned, uh, as we were trying to hook up with you, that some of the movies that, I mean, I, as I said, I, I, used, I was going to a ton of movies, and it was, uh, you know, twice a week usually. Um, and so I saw a lot of bad movies, but I saw a lot of movies that were supposed to be great that I thought were really bad. And some of those were, I th- were nominated for Academy Awards. Some of them won. I don't know how you feel about it. I, I, I couldn't remember. I was doing it off the top of my head. Uh, the Color of Water, uh, did that win the Academy Award a couple of years ago? Yeah, The Shape of Water, I believe it was. The Shape that of was Water, sorry. Yeah, yeah I, that's I thought one that was worst rather movies ever made, I thought. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I wanted somebody to come in and shoot me when I was in the... It just, just <laughs> some put me out of my misery. Uh, and and, and something like that wins. I forget what other movies were out there, but I, I'm sure that I saw many that should have won instead of that. But, you know, I guess that's a, it's a matter of opinion. It's, it's a subjective thing. Yeah, listen, and that's part of the fun. I mean, I, I want to judge things based on how good they are. I want to have yeah. arguments about movies. I want to kind of focus on the art and the craft and, and have these conversations. I think that's pretty healthy. But I think what we're going with the Oscars now is it's just the sanctimonious, and now we're moving into the you've got to be diverse. And, uh, you know, by 2024, the Best Picture nominees literally have to kind of check certain boxes. Otherwise, they will not be eligible for the honors. So it's going to get more intense as time marches on. Yeah, I saw Babylon B. I'm sure you're familiar with the, uh, the, the website, <laughs> yeah. the satirical, great, great website. Uh, they, did, they had a tweet today that said uh, Schindler's, Schindler's List. Uh, had its Academy Award revoked because it wasn't diverse enough. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, kind of hard to make that movie with the with the with the um, with the required number of people of color in it. You know, it's uh, well, how happen, are they going to do movies have like to make sure, They would have to make sure that the behind the scenes crew would be diverse oh. enough. So there are some there is some wiggle room there, but the whole idea of making art is not to you know check diversity boxes is to make a great story. And listen, Hollywood has done a lousy job of inviting women and people of color into the mix at times. Just look at the history. Look at the amount. I mean, yesterday, a woman won for best director. It was only the second time in Oscar history that happened. So clearly they've got a lot of guilt associated with the choices they make. And by the way, the choices they make are not the ones that society makes. I mean, I think as a culture, as a, you know, I think the American people are much more open and forgiven and, and, and honest and willing to kind of accept people based on their talent and skills. But maybe that wasn't the case for a while in Hollywood. And I think that they're, kind of, they're, they're overcorrecting in such a way. We're talking to Christian Toto of Hollywoodintoto.com. Um, so where was the show held last night? 
it was in a Union Station in L.A. It was a train station, which they basically commandeered part of it, and they made it into this sort of swanky Art Deco like nightclub area. I, I thought the set was very interesting, and that I, I get what they're trying to do. You got to do the social distance thing, and listen, there mm-hmm. are handicaps to making a show like that in our pandemic age. They can't just do whatever they want to do. They've got to follow certain guidelines. So they were they were kind of caught you know they had to be extra clever to make it interesting but their their creative choices were just terrible and you know what they left out the most were the film clips you know you want to see the best movies you want to see the best performances maybe show some classic hitchcock movies little snippets remind us why we love to go to the movies remind us why we care they couldn't even be bothered with that i I just it's stunning there were there were no clips there were a modest amount of clips but not that much and you know usually those nights have a great montage, maybe like great sound effects in movies or special effects. Or, and listen, Chadwick Boseman is one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. He died last year tragically young. How about have like a, a whole five-minute maybe clip montage of some of his best work? I mean, that would have been wonderful. Um, so who were, the, uh, who were the big, uh, who and what, I guess, were the big winners last night? Well, Nomadland was the big winner, best picture, best director, Best Actress, Frances McDormand, certainly richly deserved. She's a great actress, and she's wonderful in that she's movie. She's from around here. She's from it, Western PA, yeah. Oh, there you go. And she's done great. Yeah. This is her, it's either her second or third Oscar, which is pretty crazy. It's a, quite an accomplishment. And then um, Chadwick Boseman was expected to win posthumously for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but Anthony Hopkins, another great actor, won it. That was the big surprise of the night. And also, listen, you, again, you can talk about the awards. That's fine, but I... In a way, you know, I'm, a, I'm the guy who watches the Oscars every year. This was like my favorite night of the year, and I dread it, and the show stinks, and it's boring, and I just watch its cultural clout decline year after year, and the ratings were abysmal. They went down nearly 60% from last year, and, and who could be surprised? Yeah, is Nomad Land any good? It's a solid film. You know, it's the kind of movie you watch it. I don't know if you'd rush out to watch it again in a couple of years, but it is available right now. If you subscribe to Hulu, one of the main services, it's on that platform, so you can watch it right now if you want. And it's, but are, are the, is, where's the movie business headed? I mean, you just said that, that the, the movie that won the Academy Award is on something called Hulu. I mean, who would have thought that five years ago? Well, that's where things were going even before the pandemic, but the pandemic kind of changed things even more, kind yeah. of pushed it in that direction. And now, listen, Netflix hires the best of the best, the Scorsese's of the world, to make original films. So oftentimes you don't even need to go to the theater to see the movies that are going to end up on Oscar night. But, are, but are, is the movie business dead? I mean, because a movie is a, to me, a movie is something you see in a theater. I mean, I know, they're, you know that they have mm-hmm. them on TV and all that, but is, is going to the movie, uh, going to the movies uh, a done deal, do you think? You know, I don't know. I think it's very precarious right now. It's the first movie to make significant coin in recent months of all movies was Godzilla vs. Kong. So I yeah. think what you might see is these big, corny, blockbuster popcorn movies, maybe they go to the theater, and maybe that kind of draws a crowd. But the, the more serious entertainment might go straight to streaming. So I, I think, it may, again, this is sort of uh, hastening something that was happening already. I, I I think I want to see a movie in a theater, and if I go see Godzilla and, and uh, King Kong, I, I want to see that on a big screen, and six, 65 inches isn't going to cut it. Yeah, I agree, and that, that's what people, I think people decided, because that movie was also available on HBO Max, one of the newer platforms. So you could just sign up for that for a month, see that movie, but a lot of people decided, hey, I need that big, big screen. It's going to be a movie that I want to watch with the biggest screen possible, and that's what they did. Hey, Christian, I'm out of time. I appreciate you coming on, and thanks for watching the uh, Academy Awards last night, so I didn't have to. I wish I didn't, but thank you. (laughs) We'll have you on again. I I like having you on, and uh, it's great getting your uh, take on Hollywood. Uh, Take from the right, by the way. I appreciate it. Thanks. 
Mine slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary my pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all-day comfort, and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high-quality leather and a premium indoor-outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. This is John Steigerwald. Visit MyPillow.com for deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the new My Slippers. Click the radio listener square and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. Remember, use that promo code STAG. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So, uh, we're back, and uh, I, I, it's an interesting story here. Um, you know that LeBron James is just, he's an idiot, and, and he uh, he put a picture up of the, the cop who shot the girl in, uh, in Columbus and said, next, on there, uh, meaning that uh, I guess he's going to be tried for murder. And he, he pulled that down, but there's a bar called Linney's Pub in Delhi, uh, Delhi Township, D-E-L-H-I uh, Township in Ohio. They're not going to put any NBA games on TV as long as LeBron James is part of the league. Now, uh, the owner says, if anybody wants to watch an NBA game, don't come to Linney's Pub. We will not air them until LeBron James has been expelled from the NBA. Well... I mean, I don't. I think LeBron is going to survive this. He'll probably his career will not be affected all that much, but it's a sign that people are just tired of it. They just, you know, this guy LeBron James is. I, I don't. I. You could put what I know about the NBA, everything I know about the NBA, on the head of a pin, because I don't. I just don't pay attention to it. But um, there are plenty of people who will tell you that LeBron James is the best basketball player who ever lived. I don't know if that's true. I actually happen to think Muggsy Bogues is because he played in the NBA at five foot three. I think that's he's the greatest basketball player who ever lived. But I'm probably in a little bit of a minority on that. Um, but anyway, uh, he uh, this shows you where we are in sports. This is a guy who's a gigantic, gigantic superstar, and all he does is just rub people the wrong way. Uh, at least half the people the wrong way. And it's not supposed to happen that way. Michael Jordan had a pretty good career. And uh, he might have done a few things that upset some people here and there. But overall, he was a beloved figure. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Um, LeBron James uh, as a sign of the times. That's just, there's too much of that going on. Just shut up and dribble, LeBron. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.